So taking up a comfortable posture, one that feels balanced and stable. Letting your eyes close if that feels all right, or just gazing down at the ground and letting your eyes be still and soft. Just beginning by letting yourself sit quietly. Feeling the weight of your body, the contact with the ground. And bringing the attention to the top of your head. And just feeling any sensations there. Maybe a sense of warmth, coolness, or touching. Just a general awareness of the top of your head. Feeling your forehead and around the sides of the head. Noticing any sensations. And just seeing if you can be aware of them in a balanced way. Feeling the back of your head. Aware of any sensations there. Feeling your ears. The tops and sides of your ears, your earlobes the insides of the ears. And becoming aware of the temples. Noticing the eyebrows, the eyelids and the eyes. Feeling any sensations there. Seeing if you can allow the muscles of your eyes and your eyebrows to soften, to relax even a little bit. Feeling your cheeks, your nose, lips, becoming aware of the jaw and the chin. Can you relax your jaw? 
Becoming aware of the front of the neck, the throat. Noticing any sensations there around the sides and the back of the neck. Scanning down into your shoulders, feeling both shoulders. Passing your attention down through the arms, the upper arms, Feeling your elbows down into the forearms. Noticing any sensations in the wrists. Feeling your hands, the backs of your hands fingers and palms, noticing any warmth or coolness, tingling, pulsing, heaviness. Just observing any sensations in the hands. Coming back up to the top of the back and scanning your attention down the back. Noticing which parts you can feel, which parts feel blank or numb, no sensation at all. down the upper back, to the middle and the low back. Feeling down the sides of the torso, the ribs, under the arms. And feeling the front of the chest, the upper chest. solar plexus, midriff, down into the abdomen, the belly. Continuing to scan down through the pelvis, feeling the buttocks and the groin, into the thighs, Becoming aware of any sensations in the upper legs, quads or hamstrings, front and back, down into the knees, the front and back of the knees, into the lower leg, the shins and calves. Feeling your ankles.
Noticing any sensations in the tops of the feet. And the soles of the feet. And see if you can become aware of your whole body sitting or reclining. What sensations stand out, call the attention. If there's anything unpleasant in your body or your experience right now, notice if there's any resistance anywhere where you're contracting or tightening against that sensation. Is there any part that's wanting to pull away or avoid it? Instead of focusing on the unpleasant sensation, see if you can be aware just of the relationship to it. The sense of pulling away, tightening, or resisting. Is there any place specific that you can feel that resistance, if there is any? Is your jaw or your hands tightening or clenching? Some other region of your body contracting? And can you just observe that? Just try to give it space with your awareness. Notice the resistance. Allow it to be here. And then notice what happens to it if it changes.
there's any emotional pain or resistance to that, you can observe. Contraction, pushing or pulling away in the heart. If there's any resistance that you feel or sense, what would it be like to soften, to relax or release that even just a little bit? Allowing your eyes to open. So we wanted to emphasize that using these tools um, is uh, really only recommended if there's at least one and preferably more of the indirect practices in place. So really needing to make sure that the patient has a sense of resource that they can turn to, to, uh, to ground, to orient, um, to move away from the pain so that if stuff comes up, there's a fallback, there's another place that they can put their attention. And um, and again, that sense that depending on the context, the patient, the situation, that um, there's probably going to be a narrower subset of people who are going to be open to this or find it supportive. And people who are really actually interested in starting to understand their experience more or work with it. 
Most people are just looking for relief, which means that the indirect practices and the compassion are going to be most indicated. So we'd like to just do one one more round of uh, inviting you to experiment um, in this structured environment where you can play around with the tools and see what works for you, find your own language, um, rather than doing kind of a full role play where you're kind of introducing the practice and educating the patient. We're just going to invite you to go right into the guided practice, assume you've done that already and that the patient is willing. And they said, yeah, if, you know, that'd be great. Why don't you show me? And so we kind of, we did two practices. I took you just through a regular body scan, right, which is a way of exploring the rest of the body instead of just the pain to, eat, to even things out, to open the, open the mind up some. Um, and then noticing any resistance. Is there any place where the body's tightening, where it's resisting, where you're pulling away? And then observing that, what happens? Does it change? And then seeing consciously, can you soften it? Can you relax? What would that be like? So choose one of these two. Whichever one you think you'd be more inclined to use in your work. A body scan or noticing resistance, being aware of it, observing it, trying to soften it, release it. Making sense? Any questions? Okay, so you'll have 10 minutes per person total to do the practice and debrief it. Um, so one last time, I invite you to find a partner, uh, someone who hopefully you haven't worked with yet. And so just look around the room. If you feel anxious about finding a partner, raise your hand and look for someone else whose hand is up. So we have uh, a little bit of time left for uh, any reflections or other questions that may have come up during the day that you haven't had a chance to ask yet. So it could be reflections or comments on this exercise that we just did, um, or it could be anything more generally about the day or how these tools apply in your work. I had a question about the piece around wisdom and talking about the human condition. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering how you introduced that topic because I I can see the importance of that Mm -hmm. and also would be a little bit afraid that I'm invalidating in some way. Right. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. So... My my rule of thumb when I talk with patients about these kinds of things is to not offer or explore other ideas for a while. <laughs> so really give space to hear how what what's up for them, to empathize with how they're doing, and whatever their state of mind is at the time. I might ask them a question: How do you how do you find meaning with what's happening with you? Or what's your understanding of why we suffer? Or something to kind of get the juices flowing from them. Or are you at peace with what's happening? 
I'm assuming this person right. is not at not okay. at not yeah. at peace. Um, and and they might at first say, "I'm not. I don't know." But if you pause for a moment, something might might come out and come up, and you can talk to them a little bit more. And then after that, you could also ask if you felt like it would be helpful to share. I have some ideas about this, or. Um, Yeah, from working in this field, I I've come to understand things in a certain way. Would you be would you like to hear about that? Would you like to talk about that? Just gentle. That's how I would go about it. I think um I think the first application is for us <coughs> because it's it brings meaning to us to have a framework that that makes sense right Um, and then otherwise my my sense is it's in some ways saying what Evan's saying in a different way but um, it kind of needs to come from them rather than something that we impose um uh, just a very brief story. Uh, a teacher and colleague of mine, um, her father was dying in the hospital with a, in a terrible pain condition. He had a, um, I won't even go into the details, but just her- horrific pain, right? And um, the family was all gathered in the hospital room and one of her siblings, with, and the doctor was there, and one of her siblings was saying, you know, why does he have to go through this? Why is this happening? Right? And the doctor said in a very quiet voice, he got born. He got born. Right? That's the wisdom perspective. But there was an opening, and the whole room got quiet. Everyone understood. It was like, oh, yeah. It's just part of being alive, right? But had the doctor tried to like, I know this must be hard for you and your family, I want to offer some perspective, you know, like that wouldn't have... So there needs to be a kind of an organic or natural opening. And some of the questions that Evan asked might create that space, inquiring like, you know, about meaning or making sense of things, yeah. What else? Well, if there's nothing else, then we can we can move into maybe just doing a closing together. So, um, yeah, do you want to make some remarks, and then we could just do a quick, quick go around? Yeah. So I wanted to say a few words to summarize our day and also some thoughts about moving forward and practicing some of these tools in your, outside of here. So one of the main themes today that we hope, well, we hope we gave you a good overview of the lay of the land of how to apply mindfulness to pain. One of the main main 
things we hope you remember is that is to go from the outside in, go from the indirect to the direct, and make sure people have good resources for indirect practices to get their mind off of the pain before playing around in the terrain of being with the pain more close, close in. And um, on our handout, on, our, on the handout that's available through the text messaging, we, we also have outlined in detail all the different practices that we've gone over today and some of the ones that we've mentioned but haven't discussed much. There's a little bit more information in the handout. And one, one way you might go about practicing is to pick two or three, even one, but one, two, or three of these practices that feels like something that would work in your setting, that you're interested in, and go ahead and start practicing them. In yourself. In yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean both, right? But mm-hmm. I think we were just talking over there about, you know, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the main things is that if you use these tools yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in your own practice, you will have more skill in sharing them with others. Definitely. And you can get really creative once, once you have some more familiarity and fluency in any of these skills. You can, you can find ways of just adding a little, doing a little bit with a patient. Just, you know, even I do visualization with, pa- with patients all the time that random things like imagine your bed is a leaf floating on a lake, you know, so little things that I can add in using some of these tools. Any other summary? Um, no, maybe just just a sense of um, appreciation for the work that each of you is doing, yeah. and um, just a real sincere wish that this be of support to you and your patients and family and those those that you're working with. Because it's you know it doesn't seem like there are a lot of places to learn and practice this stuff. So that we we really hope it supports you in in helping others. Yeah. And we want to thank our volunteers for their support today also. Yeah, Patrick, Tanya. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. So in closing, since we have a few minutes, we'd love to do a, um, a closing circle where each person could say their name again and 